In reality, the building was the headquarters of a top-secret project centered around nine civilians of varying ages. They had only one thing in common. All were mind-benders. It had come to the attention of the army that there were hypnotists out there, people who could command the obedience of others just by gazing into their eyes. The purpose of Howard was to develop military uses for mesmeric power, from hypnotizing a tank commander to swaying the decisions of a world leader across a negotiating table. A year earlier, Jackson Opus hadn't even known what a mindbender was, much less realized that he was one. Yet Jax was much more than an ordinary hypnotist. He was the nexus of the two greatest bloodlines in mesmeric history, the Opus and Sparks families. Neither of his parents had any hypnotic power at all, but the two clans had come together in Jax, endowing him with the potential to be the most gifted mindbender ever. The real McTavish, as Axel Braintree had described it. The thought of Axel brought a sharp stab to Jax's chest. Braintree had been Jax's mentor and the founder of the Sandman's Guild. If it hadn't been for Jax, the old man never would have left his comfortable, oddball life in New York. And, Jax reflected ruefully, he never would have died trying to protect me from Dr. Elias Mako. Mako was in jail now. But that was a small comfort. Axel was gone. The jeep dropped Jacks off in front of the building. Captain Pedroia, Howard's psychiatrist, was there to meet him at the door. How did it go? Pedroia asked. Not so good, Jacks answered. The hypnotism part went okay, but I messed up following the rest of the orders. Pedroia sighed. You're a nice kid. And I know you've been through a lot, but you just don't understand the colonel. He's a hundred and ten percent army, real spit and polish. He can only operate one way. His way. He tells you what to do, and you do it. Sometimes I'm tempted to bend the guy just to mellow him out, Jax admitted. Don't ever say that. Even as a joke, the psychiatrist snapped. The army may be the greatest fighting force the world has ever known, but make no mistake, they're scared of what you can do. If they get the slightest sense that you might turn against them, they'll lock you up and throw away the key. I know you're only kidding. The colonel, though? He has no sense of humor. As in zero. On some level, Jax understood that he should be grateful to the military for the protection they were offering him and his family. When Colonel Brassmeyer had scooped him up from the streets of New York, Jax had been under attack by Dr. Mako and his Sentia Institute, under arrest by the NYPD, and devastated by the loss of Axel Braintree. At the time, the Army was the only safe haven available. It had been the best of a selection of bad choices, which didn't change the fact that it was a bad choice. His parents had gone from having prosperous careers to no careers at all. Yes, the military was looking after them, but they were leading boring, purposeless lives. And though Jax had a purpose, it was the Army's purpose, not his own. Technically, he was free, 
He wasn't a soldier and he wasn't under arrest. His official status was under military protection. Yet it had never been made clear to him what that meant. This is really hard on my mom and dad, he told the doctor. I'm wondering if maybe I should just quit. Captain Pedroia turned pale. That wouldn't be safe. We all know what happened in New York. Yeah, but Dr. Mako is in jail and Sentia has disbanded. Why do I still need protection? This is a small world full of spies, the psychiatrist explained. If the army found out about you, somebody else can find out about you too. Do you think Dr. Mako's the only bad guy out there? Jax was taken aback.